welcome to the Homeschooling Family Podcast. Here, we discuss just about everything that comes into play when you're a Christian homeschooling family. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and on today's podcast, I'm joined once again by Jess Todd for our follow-up discussion from the one we started last time. We already talked about how we and our children have been invited into God's story. And today, Jess and I will be discussing some really practical ways to live that out in our homes as we discover that we have a story to tell. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you'll leave with some very good ideas that you can incorporate into your Christmas celebrations within your home even this year. So let's dive right into my conversation with Jess Todd. everybody. Welcome back. I am going to be talking with Jess Todd again today, continuing our conversation uh, that we started earlier this week about being invited into his story and ways that we can really be intentional about um, this Christmas season, really pointing our children to Jesus and engaging them in um, kind of as we grow, bringing them along with us during this time. Um, I wanted to share before I kick it back over and, and Jess and I start talking about some really practical things. I ran across a, a little paragraph. It was an essay that my second son was assigned to write when he was so young, but it has been an encouragement to my heart more than I can say. And I wanted to share it because I think I think that for our conversation of the fact that we have a story to tell, Peyton did a really good job of kicking us off with the the through the eyes of a child understanding of what Christmas really means. So I want to read this to you real quick. He said, Christmas is important because Christ left a palace and heaven and angels and God to be born in a manger in the little town of Bethlehem. When the wise men brought him presents, they were nothing compared to the gift that was in the manger. Jesus came and chose to live around dirty, rotten sinners and die for us. And all we have to do is ask. God's love is greater than any other. From the manger to the cross, God is an amazing God. From Old Testament to New Testament, God never ceases to amaze. Jesus' story is like no other. And I just, I want us to stand in awe of this season, just like that little boy did, who actually has grown up to be a very big boy now. Um, But just recognizing that Jesus's story is like no other, but he is so gracious to make that well known to us, to invite us to walk with him. And so Jess, I want you to share with me and, and, and those that are listening in today of how you are finding ways right now to engage your young kids in celebrating the Christmas story, really, really clinging to Jesus and seeing him in all of these different things. Absolutely, Leslie. Well, it goes back a little way because as I have been sitting with Jesus and just praying and asking him how he wanted me to show him this Christmas season. He gave me this word and he just said, the ark. And I questioned like, Jesus, what do you want me to know about the ark? And I'm thinking animals, we don't need any more animals, like all these different things. And he said, no, who do you know that is not on the ark? And that kind of gripped my heart, of course, and my son, Wyatt, who was almost six, immediately came to my mind. 
and we're certain that my oldest daughter is a believer. There's no question. Um, you can tell it from the fruit of her life, but our son has never made that choice to follow Jesus. And so as I sat and prayed about this, God just told me that he wanted me to put all of our stuff away and just focus on Christmas, to focus on Jesus and to look for intentional ways to pour in and constantly just have that conversation of Jesus throughout our home. And so while I was praying about the ark and all of this, I was journaling just how you um, encourage us all to journal. I was journaling about this time that I'd had with Jesus of just almost a prayer of asking God to continue to walk with me through this, that I would look for those moments to talk to him. And I finished journaling. And as soon as I finished writing, my little boy came running into the living room saying, mommy, mommy, look what I made. And he is obsessed with Legos as most five-year-old boys <laughs> are. And he presented me with a little Lego man. And he said, look, mommy, I made Noah. And I just in utter shock and amazement because this little boy has never made a Noah figurine in his life. I just was like, okay, God, I get it. What are we going to do? And so I put everything away and we have started just continue every single day we get up and we have breakfast around the table and we do devotions together. Mm -hmm. And right now we're doing the do right study um, by Kim Sorges, and we um, will link that in the show notes. And it is perfect because it's different levels for my kids. So my little boy who isn't writing, we can talk about the same thing, but then my third grader can write. And so as we study through this, we are learning about the temptations of the world, but we're also learning about the armor of God, which we've been studying the whole semester. And hmm. God just told me, do this study with them. And so we have been pouring over that. The other thing that we've been doing is the Christmas unit by Rebecca Spooner, who we had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And it has been so, so good, just so intentional of conversations and questions to have with your kids, even to making cookies with them. Um, and we've been able to have wonderful conversations about today. We studied the shepherds, which is perfect that we're talking about having a story to tell. So just as the shepherds went to the stable, they saw Mary, they saw baby Jesus. And the Bible says that they left rejoicing and telling everyone of what they had seen and heard, and they couldn't stop praising God about it. And today we talked about the shepherds and we talked about how God came for everyone. He came for the shepherds who, as Rebecca put in the notes that we read today, the angels were probably questioning God saying, of all the people on earth, you want us to go to shepherds? <laughs> and you want shepherds to be the first ones that know about the baby Jesus? And um, it was just, it's been such a great study as those two things that we're intentionally doing every day. Um, Another thing that we're doing is the Jesse tree. And we mentioned that in the show before. Um, and you mentioned how y'all do the names of God. And so we love the Jesse tree. There are ornaments that you can, I mean, they have them on Amazon. But one thing that we're intentionally doing is through the Jesus Storybook Bible. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of our favorites because it weaves through 
from creation all the way through the Bible of the Messiah is coming. Something is coming. Something exciting <laughs> is coming um, that I just love. And um, we can link this in the show notes, but there's a free resource online that they have provided that are adorable little ornaments that you can simply print out and your children can color. I have ones from Audrey when she was four, I believe is the first set that mm. we did. And it was still when she was writing letters backwards. I mean, it is precious. And um, just to have, you know, in those sentimental moments, just to have those sweet memories when you pull them out of the box every year. Um, but how we're reading through every single day of whether it's talking about Joseph or whether we're talking about Moses is all these things are part of God's story and are part of what is going to happen when Jesus finally comes to earth. And like Peyton wrote, why did he leave a castle in heaven to come be around rotten sinners and how you can have that conversation with your children? It does. It opens so many doors as you talk about it, just this story and the, the, um, the uniqueness of it, almost the irony of it. Right. The, 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 because the kids do ask, why would a king leave heaven? I mean, they think that way because that's what makes sense. You know, why would you go from having everything to being laid in a manger? That it's it's like it defies explanation from a human rational standpoint. Absolutely. And yet God wrote it that way because he knows best and he is good and his stories always are so much better than any we would write. Absolutely. And so as we've been working through this, I know that my story to tell right now, and I mentioned this in the last um, podcast that we did about how God has been telling me that I do not have control over anything, but I have influence. And mm. for me, I have this precious soul, this precious child who is living in my house and I can spend all my time worrying and consumed with things that are completely out of my control or I can look at the blessing of influence that God has given me over my son and can use that time wisely to continue to pour truth into him as often as I can. Hmm. Yeah. And, and actually I, one of the best ways, just kind of looking in my rearview mirror, which I do a lot these days, yes, um, but, but one of the best ways that we found actually to, to, point our kids to Jesus is to mobilize them to serve other people. Because mm -hmm. as you are reaching out and serving other people, you actually recognize what Jesus has done for you so much more um, because you're looking beyond yourself. Um, so, you know, a lot of the ways that you can use your influence right now with your kids of all ages is find ways to allow them to, to, you know, just like Jesus came and, and he came to serve you and to love you and to, to, to tell you all of these wonderful things, you right where you are can serve him in that way. Um, and, and, you know, just some of the things that we did that actually would be great for, for young families to do today, we would, we would make little ornaments and take out to give to cashiers and stuff as we would be shopping or getting our groceries or whatever. Um, Oriental Trading used to sell these little candy cane ornaments that came with the story of the candy cane, which is 
very gospel centered, actually. Um, and, and so the kids would spend, we'd spend an afternoon making a bunch of those. And every time we went out, we would hand those out. Or like you mentioned earlier, making cookies with your kids. Um, do bake some stuff with your kids, have that wonderful time together, and then package them up and take them out to neighbors. And, you know, at, you can either do it as a random act of kindness and just leave it on their porch and run, which is a fun way to do it, or actually use it as a way to engage with them. Um but just little things like that where you can capitalize on time with your kids, where you're actually using those discipleship moments to talk to them, making the ornaments, making the cookies, whatever, and then mobilizing them to take those very same things and put them back into service to God. It's such a simple way for them to see exactly how they've been invited into this story and they can be used right now, right where they are too. I love that because every child has something to give. And Rebecca mentions that also in her Christmas unit. So every week we're having to either do something for someone or send a note of encouragement, which is mm -hmm. also something else, especially if you have um, grandparents or just um, people with compromised immune systems that can't be around people right now. Um, that is another wonderful way is just to make cards and send them to people, mm -hmm. mail them um, just notes of encouragement filled with hope, because don't we all need a little more hope these days? Oh, yes. One of the things that we talked about on um, the, the Teach Them Diligently 365 Real Moms conversation that we had recently, um, and that just for those of you that don't know, I've read, I've um, mentioned it a couple of times. That is where just one of the 365 members actually comes on and does kind of a mentoring time with other moms. And we sit there and we ask questions and we share ideas and it's phenomenal. Um, it's one of the great new elements of the 365 membership. But at what we were talking about there, one of the ideas that was thrown out that is so good, and it goes right in line with what you were just saying, is to spend a day making Christmas cards. They could be silly. They could be serious. They could be whatever, you know, is is in line with your family dynamic. But then take those bunches of Christmas cards to a nursing home or somewhere where people are this year, especially they're lonely and they need encouragement and they need um, to know that they're not forgotten and just mailing or taking a bunch of Christmas cards or things like that, that, um, you know, could get distributed, could get shown to, to these people. It, again, you're, you're teaching your children to look beyond themselves. And you're also, you're going to have a great afternoon making those cards anyway. Um, so just really putting, I guess, getting double duty out of all those discipleship moments. Absolutely, Leslie. And I love that so much. And like we said before, we can continue to pour into our kids, but we also have to have it for ourselves, right? Mm. And so as we continue to point our kids during this Advent season, I actually have a quote in my Bible um, right beside the in Luke 1. It's verse 46 through 55, and it's Mary's song of praise when she's with Elizabeth and she's just glorifying the Lord um, for what, for choosing her of allowing her to walk this. And it says, Advent is more than passively waiting for the King. It's about participating in the work of the kingdom of God, which is exactly what you mentioned is the action, um, of doing the work of Jesus. And so for us as parents, um, I love the verse in Luke two nineteen where it talks about Mary after all of the hype and, the shepherds coming. And I just think of her just resting after giving birth to Jesus, but it talks about how she kept all of these things and pondered them in her heart. And us as 
parents um, wanting to pour into our kids, there are those times we have to be in the word. What are we pondering on? What are we dwelling on? Are we dwelling on um, the goodness of God, of the things that he has done in our lives of scripture? Um, Or are we dwelling on, again, the things that we can't control? And the busyness of the season, it might, 2020 might look a little different because it's not as busy, but when you have kids in your home, it's still busy all the time. (laughs) Yes. And, um, but God, I just love that about, I can just see Mary just sitting and just resting and what she knew of God, of just seeing this precious baby who was God in the flesh and just pondering over the goodness of God and what he had done in her life. And I think a lot of us as parents could use that reminder of just sitting with Jesus, of mm. asking him to show you those reminders of confessing our lack of faith, of confessing our worry, um, and then asking him to fill those places with his promises that are true and never fail. Well, exactly. And honestly, the the Jesse tree, the the Advent readings, the the names of God tree, all of those things give us a really special opportunity to slow down. General, we always have done those in the evenings before bedtime, um, but right. to slow down well. and yep. and to really focus our hearts and our children's on what is true, what is important, what is bigger than all of this other stuff. But it gives us a great opportunity, if you take it, to pass on to them as you're meditating as you, on, on these truths, as you're reading probably in your own devotions, things that the Lord is, is kind of making connections for you. Pass those on. Don't assume that your kids are too young to understand what you're learning. Um, I, again, as I look back, there are things that God had David and I do just as we were following in obedience. He just gave us ideas and and that's, he's so good to answer our prayers that we don't even necessarily know that we're specifically praying um, until we look back and we see all that he has done. Um, but, but one of the things that he really impressed on our hearts very, very early to do was to share what we were learning every single day with our kids. And, you know, there were times when they were young that we probably were talking a little bit over their heads, but they were getting something. And it was always amazing to me, God would use them and their simple understanding to prick my heart, to open my eyes, to make me go through all of the Bibleies and the, you know, theology and stuff that is all crowded up in my head. And, and a child tends to break things down so beautifully and so simply and so innocently that as an adult, you are going to find that God will grow you through those conversations with your children as well. Um, so I just really encourage you to be very, during these times this month that you're you're looking at what God has done, you're celebrating Christmas for what it really truly is or what it really truly represents, that you allow yourself to share with your kids and then allow your kids to share with you and to minister to your heart in the same way. Um, again, they're going to grow in their faith because they're going to see, just like with all these other ideas of putting their faith in motion, serving others, taking stuff out, they see that God can use them right now. And you know, as well as I do, when you know that God is using you, you kind of want to do more, right? Absolutely. Yes. So you're really setting the stage for your children um, by engaging them in this and the conversations and the work and everything else, you are giving them such a solid foundation um, to build on in the days ahead. Absolutely, Leslie. And this is just such a wonderful season. There's so many wonderful resources to encourage parents 
and I, I love Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and another, just kind of a side note, what we have found by just a, a deliberate focusing outward at Christmas, um, upward first and outward second, our, our kids are, are not consumeristic in their view at all of Christmas. It's truly amazing. They love to give. They get way more excited of passing out their presents to their siblings than, you know, they're not lining up. I get the first one. They get to give the first one is what the arguments are. But that all comes down to we just from from early on, we are looking at ways that we can share God's love. We can share what we've got. We can pass it on. We can see people smile when we hand them these silly little ornaments. We can, you know, know that we're making people stay just by engaging in these conversations with them. And, and the, the work that God will do in your child's heart through those little tiny, tiny things is amazing. And you're going to see the, the real results of those as you get young or older teenagers, young adults, and that kind of thing. Absolutely. So I, I, I hope that gives all you young parents a lot of hope. Yes, lots of hope. That's what I was thinking because it's amazing. I, like I said, I only have a, my oldest is a third grader, but I can look back and see little things that I didn't really realize how much they mm-hmm. meant and see her living that out now, even as an almost nine-year-old and how those moments seem so small, but it was the heart and the intention behind it that is blossoming that in her as she gets to walks further in her relationship with Jesus as well. Well, and even doubling back to what we talked about in the the first episode of this, you know, two episode series here, um, you were talking about not knowing the end, not knowing all the details and all of that stuff. And, and so there's a scary side of that. There's the, you know, I don't know what lies ahead and, you know, I want to be in control of things and that kind of thing. But the other side of that is we can't see what God is doing with every tiny little thing that we're doing. Um, you know, like you said, those inconsequential, those tiny things that we don't even think about, God is using. And that, if nothing else, should push you to your knees and have you ask God every single day to direct your steps, to let the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart be pleasing to him and be usable to him because God will work as you walk, as you talk, when you lie down, when you're at the grocery store, when you're at the table, all these different ways as you're teaching your children diligently, those are the moments that God will use most profoundly in your kids' lives. Absolutely. Well, Jess, I think that we have just about run out of time again. So thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. And everybody else, make sure that you check out uh, all of the links that we're giving you. We want to give you tons of resources and ideas to put into play this season, but really not just this season. Take these principles and put them into play all through the year. Um, uh, Capitalize on this time that you've been given with your children. Really be intentional in those conversations, in those moments, in those activities, because God is using them in ways that you could never, ever imagine. I have a great afternoon and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for listening to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently, so we're here to help. We would love to get to know you on site at one of our many events each year and throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Go to www.teachthemdiligently.net 
forward slash podcast to get more details and resources to encourage and equip your family. While you're there, you can also pick up the show notes and additional information from today's show. It's our daily prayer that God will encourage and equip your family through Teach Them Diligently, and we'd love to hear from you. Send us a note or share your stories with us on social media with the hashtag WeTTD. God is doing great things within his families all around the world, and we would love to celebrate that with you. We'd also love to have you join us by subscribing to our podcast and then sharing it with a friend who could use a little encouragement as they too follow God's plan for their family. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I look forward to visiting with you again real soon.